0: So, uh, I suppose after the, a good couple of podcasts, we have another absolute weapon, a woman who is someone I consider a very, a very hard lady, uh, <laughs> physically and mentally, and she is she's put her hand up and thrown herself out there to really throw some awesome insight into um, some epic topics. So, Helen Waterworth, firefighter? Yeah,
1: yeah firefighter.
0: Firefighter? Yeah. Um, How are you, Dave? I wouldn't say, you're good, I'm good. <laughs> I, yeah, good. So, we're... Uh, we're just chilling out and here in here in the big the why Can I and um, a couple of beers. I'm, I'm excited to bring her on. I'm excited to bring you on board. Yeah. So I'm
1: excited to be here.
0: Yeah. Well, um. So I suppose just, just like any podcast, and people get to know you because you're, yeah. you're pretty shy on social media in terms of you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't have a lot of followers or anything like that, and um, you try to to share stuff you think other people will get a kick out of as well. Um, yeah, but I've been following you and, and what you do, and I love what you do, and I like where it's going too. Yeah,
0: so I think it's, it's the social media is just crazy too with like the who you, you never think you know, who, who did you ever think you'd, you'd ever be sitting in a <laughs> random house down the road doing yeah, a podcast? definitely it's, not. No, it's it's yeah. one of those things, even like yesterday, going up to uh, climbing, doing some stuff with Carl Jay, like I was telling you with um brand promoting and, and getting a few photos and stuff. You, when you actually start putting yourself out there on, yeah. on social media, I mean, the two people I was with is people that I've met through social media and become really good yeah. friends with. It's crazy. When you.
1: It's, you know. it's just these days, eh? Like, mm. I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan and just podcasts are taking off. Mm. and People are really enjoying them and getting a good kick out of it.
0: Yeah. it's Yeah. It's uh, – because uh, I always go back, I think, one of the good know, boys – I think I brought his name up a few times. Was was Kane Briscoe, um, and he did he did a, a podcast on staff Raw, and he brought up about how you know it's probably more towards the marketing side of things of, of building your own personal. If if you're that way inclined, to,
1: and
0: build your personal brand is to put yourself out there and scary it is. <laughs> and you're saying how yeah. many, I, I say to every person I'm like every time I push that record button, yeah, you just see me. I will push record and I have to think about what I'm going to say because it's just Anxiety is kind of running. Yeah. Through. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. about it. A bit about yourself, so the fire service. Yep, yep.
1: So I've been in the job now three years, um, so I'm still classes what you'd call a rookie. Uh, it's challenging. I love it. I'm five foot nothing, um, so I have to work at it every day, and I like that. Um, I get out of bed, and I'm rearing to go. I, yeah, and I'm surrounded by awesome, awesome people. Um, initially from Wellington, currently in Whangaday doing a secondment, um, to october and so getting around the country meeting different people different jobs um it's just awesome variety
0: yeah what's, what's the five i'm always interested to know because i always think back when i first joined the army and I started, i yeah. even remember my my new jobs i just went the last 20 minutes whinging about to you. Um, <laughs> yeah you, you know thoughts when you go into something like vice what, what was your what was your um, on it
1: just excitement really like I know you guys when you join the army you just want to deploy right you want to you want jobs um you want to be the best you want to learn your trade and be the best at the basics um and then you want to build on that and it's a career that you just you fall in love with um like anything you have to work at it and there's down days there's hard days um yeah how do I feel about joining it was a challenge like I'm not gonna lie I really had to work at it um but it's the best thing I ever did.
0: It's, yeah. When you, when you first, what popped the firefighters into your head? Like, really. I actually
1: stumbled into it. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I wasn't a little girl growing, like hoping to be a, a firefighter. I I came back um, from traveling from like five years around, around, the, around the world and I wanted to sink my teeth into a career that was obviously going to challenge me and everything else and something I'd be proud to progressing and i met a a gangster as senior firefighter lady um in her 40s running her own crossfit gym with her aos husband and i was like these two are amazing they have it going on um and i was from there i just i looked at the process and i just went after it and it took me a good year yeah
0: it's it's probably a job that suits you yeah pretty cute things really physical and
1: yeah 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 you have to stay fit uh, Fit for purpose. Is it
0: you know because I think I always wonder too when I look at things like the fire service and how you, well, the firefighters and yeah you know it's a classic it's a token when you're I don't know <laughs> you look at the, you know one of these blokes who are yeah. you know calendar boys and the but then when you oh, when, yeah, they, when yeah. the boys actually turn yeah. up and there's a fire gun yeah yeah old geezers that you know it's actually
1: it's a pet peeve of mine seeing unfit firefighters yeah um. I mean, maybe they have the rule of thumb that they've done their time and, you know, um, mm. and it's probably embedded in them and when they have to turn it on they will and all that adrenaline rush and everything else. But, I mean, we're in the public eye as well and you want to look clutch at doing what you're doing. You want people, you want to have your best day on their worst day um, and so you've got to be ready to go. So, yeah, that is, that is a bit of a peep of mine. But, yeah, no, we've, there's a few calendar boys out there. Yeah, a few, few calendar girls now too. Actually,
0: yeah, it's, it's <laughs> cool to um, you know, the events and you know, have you done have done the Sky Tower. Oh actually? yeah, one
1: or, one or two times. Oh that's, yeah, that's Yeah, that's it's warm. Um, yeah, I've I've actually enjoyed it a couple of times and actually placed a few times as well, which um, which was really cool. Love the challenge. It raises money for leukemia, and that's a good, that's a good thing. Um, there's some freaks that run it. Um, I actually had a, a coach train me for a half Ironman. That's run it like eight or nine times, and he he wants to get sub eight minutes, and he's he's an absolute freak. So there's some amazing people out there doing raising good money too.
0: Because what's the gear for that particular?
1: So you have to wear what what we call your level two, your structured yeah. gear, and um, um, breathing apparatus (BA), and you can either do it donned and started, so you're actually breathing the air. Um, and it's heavy, like it's all heavy. And then um, you also can do it with no air, and you can also do it with a steel cylinder, which is a lot heavier. Um, so it's it's a good workout.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. you should do it. I, you know, yeah, I. I thought, yeah, you days wear days, a
1: pack, like, you climb the. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Face mask. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, but you know with. Uh, the training side of the, the unfit fire, because was in the Army, there's no relation I can put to it, is, yeah. is, you know, which is probably two different directions. But, you know, in the Army, we, we, we were doing physical training kind of every day. Yeah. So we were training, you know, every morning was PT. Yeah. And you know, afternoon was always training, especially in the infantry. And, and Is it the same in fire? I oh, know, it's just all shift work. Yeah. Stuff. Is it, yeah. Is there registered Look, yeah i mean every and... every
1: station has a gym yep and you're entitled to an hour at least of what pt time and you don't have to take it but you should and some people use it for yoga and stretching and and other things um but it's there because you need to be fit and you need to perform um and you yeah it's 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 awesome. And the crews get in together or you can go in solo and you can work on what you need to and it's it's really it's a really cool time
0: because the the other thing too, because I know there's people. I think firefighters is much like, especially in New Zealand, is much like the police. And people look at it like, I really want to join. I've you know mm-hmm. in the past, i thinking about. I well, actually you know telling the listeners I got done for drink driving when I was 24, so you yeah, I ran out of oh, ran yeah. out of options. I think
1: yeah, oh, I yeah. It, it clears after a while. Failed,
0: yeah, but um, you know people when you when you go to. What's the, you know, when you joined, the, mm-hmm. the actual recruitment process, is, mm-hmm. it, is it quite a long process? You know... It's very
1: competitive too. Mm-hmm. Um, they only take a few intakes a year. Um, and so, yeah, the the process is the application online and then you would be um, filtered down, obviously, and then they send you maybe the cognitive stuff online mm-hmm. and then you would do go for physical testing and there's open days and lots of information out there and all that good stuff. Um, and then you would go to what they call pack day, and you do, like, a full day of, like, um, cognitive testing and then team building, and they test you. don't know what's going to happen, and they're working you out. Um, and then you'd go to interview if you're lucky, and you would be placed in a position that you've chosen, and you go up to Rotorua for three months.
0: Awesome. So that, to learn the trade. With that, with that three months of Rotorua, is that – like a, a basic train, is it, is yeah, a,
1: very basic. It gives you it gives you the tools to respond, um, and it's up to you to to work on that as well as the crews that take you on board once you have finished. Um, but it's a good time. It's a it's a school of fire. Like it's set up like a town. They have gas props and your, your trucks to respond and everything. Like it's. It's, a, it's awesome. It's really cool.
0: Cool. So with the, with the regime, is it sort of early starts, late finishes? Yeah, a... yeah. It's,
1: it's full on days and cool. you're absolutely cool. beasted. Cool. Yeah.
0: So the other thing too that you, you know, I think really, well, I found quite, you know, we have in common is, you know, the back country yep. of New Zealand. Yes. Uh, you, you're just telling me before how. You we're both
1: for, obsessed. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you have already for a got bit, the blues. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: You went up for a run in um, – Know,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Is, is that so? Where, where did you like with that? You know, where did that come from? Was that always there too? Was that from a young age? With, with, with the oh, like there?
1: probably most Kiwi kids. Like, um, my parents took us tramping all the time. Yeah, um, and then you grizzle, 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 and then to a point you start to enjoy it, and then you'd start to collect the gear yourself or get hand me downs, and then you start to go out by yourself and you start to get confidence, and then. And then there's tracks you want to tick off and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, I did Outward Bound at 16, and that's where I fell in love with it. I was like, this is where I want to be. I want to be an outdoor instructor. I want to do all this good stuff. And I, I did that. I went and got a wilderness diploma. I became like an outdoor instructor, a scuba dive instructor, caving, sailing, you name it, I wanted it. And from there, I just wanted to, to see every part of New Zealand as, as best as I can. And I wanted to share that, actually. And, um, yeah, so here we are. I just, yeah, I don't know where the running came yeah. from. <laughs> I kind of just, nah. I wanted to take as much off as I could and running seemed to be fast way of doing it. Because that is
0: one thing I fucking hate is running. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. will walk a pack on. I I don't know, I will do, into, like, you know, intermittent training. Uh, and then sometimes I wonder when I go on the hills if it actually has any benefit. Yeah. You know, I think I I've done a, What
1: benefit the fitness?
0: Yeah, well, benefit up there, you know, oh, for for okay. being in the in the hills, I think. You know, you got, obviously hunting. Yeah, you, you, you know, you train. It's the same as in the air. You train how you fight. But you train how you hunt too. I think when you yeah. when, when you look at what hunting is and it's.
1: Do you take a big pack? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, and so if you're out there for an extended amount of time, it's, it's a pack on. It's up a hill, so mm-hmm. massive leg. Yeah. You know, endurance with I don't know, squats. Well, I suppose you can bring like squats, deadlifts, and lunges and all that sort of shit. But It'd be know. the
1: best fitness for you.
0: Yeah, I think it's
1: all the deer colours back in the sixties. <laughs> the fittest people oh, out.
0: Oh god, like that. You, oh, I wonder how. They, no, no com, you know, conversation that we had in a, a bivvy over the weekend was just how that. How the fuck did they <laughs> do it? Like, with the you know with the gear they had and the. You know, they just,
1: were a uh, different breed back then.
0: It was just, yeah, generations. We had generations are yeah. just coming and kind of like...
1: But they're doing I mean, it every day as well, right? They live it out there, and so they become seasoned to it.
0: Because you get the old blokes who did the, you know, the, the colour days who would stay out in the hut for six months. Mm.
1: And it's, I love all the You know, that's, right?
0: yeah, it's, it's actually it's really...
1: History.
0: the history. Yeah, the history, and I think it's really... Oh, I don't know. I, I find it really inspiring. I love... I you will know, sit, sit there for hours listening to some old bloke who was part of oh, it hundred you know, talk about the
1: yeah. You've
0: got you to protect mean?
1: all those huts too.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's that's another thing you're, yeah. you're talking about too. So you indulge yeah. in a bit of pest control as well, you're a bit of a I
1: control. used to, yeah. yeah. Um, so I've done a lot of farming. Mm. And so you, you would trap um, magpies bring well, magpies are terrible, but bring back native birds, um but like possums. Back before 1080, I guess, but um, fur was going for quite a bit, and there was good pocket money as a kid. Um, so, Victor traps. I think in winter you'd only need maybe 20 possums for 100 bucks, and in summer maybe 30. Um, yeah, and I guess um, in the current climate, pest controls probably a good thing to get into.
0: Yeah, that's. Uh, so yeah, I think well, we, we we I did tell you about a project coming up with so but I can't actually yeah, say what it is. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's 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 awesome. Yeah. Um, I think. Oh, I don't know, people. Yeah, pest control summit. It's yeah. one of the pest control people involved in pest control are so passionate about.
1: Pest control, Peace control, <laughs> which
0: is awesome. God, you, you sort of like you talk. I don't know. You sort of. I think of every person, or every, you know, and there's always, you know, there's the, the common denominator with any sort of work you do. But, you know, you sort of, anyone who is involved in pest control loves their job. Yeah. And, I, you know, yeah. I'm, I come back here and the first thing I say to you is how much I fucking hate my job. I'm yeah. actually going to put it out there. I hate my job. Like, <laughs> I, I'm just going you know, I always I try and beat around the bush because I know that the guys. Well, you're work, aware of it. Well, the guys at work say how. Yeah, well, the guys I you know, talk about my podcast and they listen to them, oh, but it's awesome. And then they're going to hear me say a podcast that I fucking hate my job. Oh, going to be like, you know. But I think, <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, it's gotten to that time too when, yeah. You're at that crossroads, I guess. Yeah, I think so. When you, you know, are it's starting when you,
1: when you, to
0: happen, it's yeah. making you want to le- levitate more yeah, towards the good. Like. Your attention sort of, yeah, gets focused yeah. somewhere else. Uh, so, you know, I was drilling, I left the army when I was. Uh, 24, I think, nine, not not you know, five, five well, 25, 25, I think about five, six years in the army, in the military. And then I left. And then I actually wanted to join the, and this is it's quite funny because people listen to Fitzy's podcast would have heard me say about how I failed the maths in the for the army as yeah, well. I actually <laughs> failed the maths for the police and, the, and okay. that about five years later too. So I had the same issue. And then, and then, you know, got in trouble for drink driving. Yeah, you know, probably a couple of months later, but didn't know what I was going to do, uh, so jumped into drilling, um, just by absolute chance, just try something else, and thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, yeah, thoroughly, yeah, love drilling. You got to take
1: the good from everything. Like yeah,
0: yeah, I think it was just something new. So yeah, you know, then you know, the mechanical stuff was awesome, being on a big rig, and I, you know, I watched Discovery Channel, and it was always you know uh, mining and, and then I fell into that phase. but then it's just weird yeah. how you kind of like yeah. You hit a, a plateau or something, and you finally just don't enjoy it. And it just goes yeah. and drops, and it's just like it comes into more of a it. hindrance, like I was saying. How you're
1: not hungry for it anymore, you well, know. That, that's you're not like, learning. You're not growing.
0: That's it. Yeah. I think you, you, you were. talking – You can only
1: trick yourself for so long.
0: Yeah, that's it. Like <laughs> you, or you, you're just telling me about how you were. I'm just sitting there you know, gritting my teeth. That you know you've run up the hill and seen bloody like whole or a deer sign, and
1: yeah. it's <laughs> just like fuck,
0: does it work? And then I've just it's had there's law though. Yeah, you know, like fight a gun. Like, we got the obviously Kapanui at the back here, which is Mm -hmm. you know, surrounded with deer, so it's kind of you know, and weather conditions like today where there's no wind is just
1: level or the whole COVID thing. How do you how's the hunting been affected?
0: Uh, well, it's been interesting. It's been it's you with so we've obviously to a degree missed the majority of the rule so i think the stags you probably heard were probably going into the second cycle would they
1: okay
0: Yeah, pretty much trying to get the hinds that haven't been um knocked up yet and that's just i suppose that's just my basic knowledge of right you know you know red deer behavior um but i
1: think next hunting season is going to be better because there was a lack of hunting this season
0: I think so. There'll be better heads around. There'll yeah. be better. Um, I think that discipline and hunters will change a lot over this because, okay. no, the good thing about the level, you know, with, with the lockdown was that the hunting community was really, especially on, so, on things like social media platforms and stuff was really brought together. Okay. Um, And then, because obviously people are sitting at home on their phones and then they want to go hunting. Yeah. So who are they going to talk to? Other yep. people that want to go hunting. Yeah. So and then you, you build these awesome friendships and these relationships, which has been a comp- absolutely exceptional. So even like going back to my job, um, which I once again will say I fucking hate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See how many times yeah, you say this on this it's podcast. It's just, you know,
0: when you sort of get you get angry, you know, you're doing weekly because I think when you work at nine to five during the week, you, you, you sort of work. Um, it's just the, the, the whole get up, go to work.
1: It's Monday. And it's
0: dark. Yeah, especially in winter. It's dark. Mm-hmm. You go to work. It's dark when you come home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have a weekend to go hunting. Yeah. And then so in the weekend you have might have a shit weather window. Or you might have an area that's close by that's hammered by other hunters or especially in this area. So it does anger me at times. I get angry when I drive to work and then I think, fuck, I'm not hunting. Like what, you know, especially when the weather's like mint pristine. You can see up the top of like Kapanui, and it's yeah. just nothing
1: you know especially no here wonder. those,
0: those yeah really it's it's yeah I, I think that so um you obviously thoroughly enjoy being a firefighter yes so yeah all right, you know I'm, I'm quite I am you know really you know envious of it um, I think you know, you know people just you wake up every day and yeah I can get to go do some of your love I'm massively I miss that so takes some different changes in my own life but when you weigh up your, because obviously you're a woman of, very, of heaps of trades, like you have... Jack
1: trades. And oh, no, master. yeah. No, no yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> uh, you know, with with outside of work. Yeah. So not only do you enjoy your job. Yeah. You also are a dive instructor.
1: Yeah, yeah. Scu- Petty scuba instructor.
0: You are a avid <laughs> oh, mountain runner and backcountry... <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah,
1: um, Gosh, what have I done? I So, yeah, I was, I've been a scuba instructor for a long time. I bounced between seasons, um, Thailand, and coming back and working for the YMCA as an outdoor instructor in the Banks Peninsula, um, working with kids and adults and taking them on all sorts of exciting adventures, um, excursions that we mentioned before. And seeing people uh, enjoy the outdoors is my most absolute passion more than anything, is sharing that knowledge and seeing them them grow. Um, what else have I done? Yeah, the pest control, a farm tour guide, um, opened a bungee, helped mates open a bungee jumping site in Scotland, worked on a, a farm over there. Um, crikey. <laughs> yeah, I've been around Backpack Australia for a year, did a lot of fruit picking. Um, yeah, firefighter, cycling guide in Napier. Yeah yeah it's been a busy busy time
0: that is awesome <laughs> that is crazy that is yeah i'm always yeah I've i, I don't think about it i'm really inspired about you know people yeah. talk about like yeah in the same reaction yeah. they're like holy shit I've, I've done so much in my life like, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so there's a, so a couple of things you you know because I, I threw the podcast out i'll the option for people to jump on the podcast which you straight away Recent, which is which, yeah, which is first of all
1: it's the <laughs> so regretted it.
0: Which is brave. Which is you know, I like yeah. right, we said I oh, shit every, every time I have a little podcast, I Oh god. That, oh, yeah,
1: as soon as you put yourself out there, you get that in a in a doubt and yeah, you gotta just yeah. back yourself, you know.
0: I think so. Um it's, it's yeah, I don't know. I always say I, wish I have like a Anxiety attack, like every time. Oh shit! That was what am I going to say? And then I, overthink yeah. But that, the, the, the fact the that beer helps, saying, yeah, beer, <laughs> yeah. Mower, definitely. Shout out to uh, the Moa. Moa. Yeah, the Moa Brewery Company. Um, one thing too, oh, when you going back to when you reached out and said you were keen to jump on, you had some stories about border hopping, or something. Like, yeah, border, you know, some of you had experiences overseas in Thailand. Oh and crikey, stuff.
1: yeah. Um, I was. I was actually working illegally, um, and so which was ninety percent of all white people in Thailand. I don't know if this is actually going to get me in trouble or not. But uh, I was there during a military coup, and so every three months you'd have to do a, a border run because I was on a tourist visa, mm. and um, so you would you'd travel to to Malaysia or something and jump the border, and you'd get stamped back, back back to back to work the next day. Um, during the military coup, however, the government weren't working with um, immigration, and the police were now on the borders. And I actually got denied, and I was—I don't actually know if my parents know this—but <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, so I ended up having to catch an overnight bus to Kuala Lumpur and fly back in. Um, and that was kind of like a holy crap moment. I need to actually get home. And sort my life out, put some security down, or get some sort of job progression because I couldn't be a dive instructor forever over there. Um, but definitely an exciting experience. Yeah, I, I've got many stories like that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. Crazy,
0: because the, the the you know living in Thailand. Yeah. These people do it. As, as, yeah. as same with Bali and same yeah. with, you know. Yeah. How'd you find it? Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean it was the normal. It was a fun time. Like uh, you're working with different kinds of people every day. Yeah. Um, you're you're never really a local um i lived on an island off copenhagen we were diving in the gulf and it's the wild wild west out there yep uh, yeah the diving uh, diving politics like you see on the movies are exactly what it's like but it's fun it's so much fun it was um high octane sort of life and i've seen people make a life out of it and it's there is something attractive to it but i think when you've had a great time. You need to know when the great time needs to end and keep that as awesome memory. Don't keep chasing that awesome time. It'll be like when you look back on the army, you, you know, those are your most favorite memories, but if you were to go back, it'd be completely different. You know, you've had that memory you've got to let it go and just hold, you know, good, mm. good, good thoughts. But yeah. Yeah.
0: So I've, I've done d-
1: it. Ticket. I'm done. I
0: remember the dive instructors too, because i went on, uh, last time I was in Bali, probably. No, well, I was in Lombok. Uh, so in well, towards the middle of last year, yeah, and seeing the dive instructors, and you, you know, you see yeah. them from all around the world who have just come from,
1: yeah,
0: and you know, obviously, visas and stuff are pretty relaxed in and, yeah. and those countries. Yeah yeah, it's uh, it's uh, yeah. I see exactly what you mean with these people that probably's been there too long. You know, you see the the, the long hair and the yeah. the the skinny yeah. guys and the tans and yeah. the, the faded uh, tattoos yeah. and all that sort of shit. It's Many just, mates that
1: sort have of in their fifties and they just own their scuba gear and just bounce season to season, living the dream. Yeah,
0: awesome. awesome. But with with the travel because you have done a bit of travelling. Outside of that as well, outside of the yeah, too. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: it's something that I think probably people are going to miss out on, yeah. Now, I even sometimes I yeah. like I look at myself and I'm like, Fuck it, why travel? I mean, I've traveled a fair bit, I mean, I've done some pretty cool stuff, with, um, you yeah, know, had some awesome experiences, with, especially Asia and um, South America. And I think we need Europe. to promote
1: like domestic travel now, especially yeah. at the moment, um, mm-hmm. to help all the small, small businesses, but but also for your love of the outdoors and that sort of thing, like get people out into the hills.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, uh, I think now is going to be – It's gonna be, time. going to you know, good time, the time The really, time to move. To pump, you know, and really appreciate what, what we have here. And I know people, it's such a cliche because people <laughs> say, oh, you, know, you, you know, but it is a time what – with the lockdown, people would have, you know, I think you have so many categories of people and how they doubt with the lockdown, whether 100%. they got on the absolute lash or they <laughs> – in terms of drinking or anything, or yeah, they, right. you know, got into their fitness, or they, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, a lot of, I know, a lot of people got into business, kind of,
1: Eros you know, yeah, their better own some, with Yeah, it, yeah, it'll be sure. interesting
0: to see how people take and the appreciation of what's in our backyard after this whole. Yeah,
1: thing
0: I think I mean. so. Mm. Yeah, It'd be cool. It'd be cool. To, you know, because for me too, I think, like I, you know, I think, well, for example, I, you know, did a lot of training. Then again, I had my 30th birthday in lockdown, so I had a couple did of Did you? Yeah, I did. I Young did. Young follow. I have actually had a fucking run of bad luck with birthdays. Like, you know the birthdays where you actually go and get like <laughs> – you're supposed to get, you know, have big parties and shit. So yeah. I think I, my 21st, I had a – was in uh, 2000 and 2011, and I was in – I was – in malaysia i was doing a survival i did a, i was picked to go with another bloke from new zealand I army mean, to a survival course in malaysia
1: a survival course. A survival
0: course and you know, fucking terrible wow oh shit so i had my 21st so it was six or oh, yeah six odd weeks six seven odd weeks i think and so you do like classroom stuff and then you do then you go out into the the jungle and then you use it so you're taught like shelters and making fires and well, it sound, might sound real bad to people, but, you know, you can never <laughs> – Southeast Asia has so many more resources as opposed to what you had here in New Zealand. Like, yeah, okay. There's only – I think there's a very few, which are slowly coming online. Um, you can actually survive in New Zealand. But I think <laughs> oh, I had my 21st – it was a leech on my arm. I looked at my watch and oh. it was – yeah, it was a, a 20, 27th of March, uh, 2011, and it was a very non A leech. A leech. Yes, there was the, I said. I think I said. Cheers for Cheers for being here, mate. Like for <laughs> the a leech on my arm. And that was it. you know, So, but thirtieth, but you know, going into the lockdown, it's how you, you know, what, what you've what you've made out of it. Have you become? Exactly. For, have,
1: you, have you become? Like well, I think comfort. a lot of people are going to appreciate a lot of things. Yeah. Um, definitely getting into the outdoors. I think this weekend after lockdown is probably the busiest weekend ever. Mm. Do you see many people in the car vehicles? Yeah,
0: car park was packed. But luckily, we went up there when it was shit weather. We, we had a mission that we were going to go up there. Like if and it was you were
1: there, going it was no matter weather, what? No matter what.
0: Even if it was just an armed walk, Like, it was just, um, you know, just, just just to get out there.
1: Yeah.
0: When you're, yeah it was just like, whatever happens. Rough. And plus, you know, there were other motors on top of that as well. Be, right. um, was disgust. it
1: successful?
0: It was good. It was an awesome trip. Which I didn't, you know, I didn't expect to be as, as awesome as it was because of the...
1: Was it the crowd you were with? Yes,
0: or? it was yeah. predominantly because of the people yeah. I was with. It was...
1: So it, even yeah. if you don't get the prize, you still It's what it. it's
0: about. I think that's, that's definitely what, um, in, in talking about, we, we were just chatting about Vaniton we were always going to take the brand. I think that's, you know, a lot. a lot of the focus now is going to be on that. So it's going to be towards... The you know, the overall, yeah, not, it's not always about the animal, and I know people say that, you know, even that's a cliche, and, yeah, and like, you know, it's like you know, it's but really to push that point and, and try and yeah. use that as more of a beneficial, um, sort of tool, but but yeah, it's uh, I think especially hunters, and it's probably something that I'd say resonates with you is, is with you you haven't done a lot of backcountry hunting but just some of the big trips you've done
1: and it's a a, a package really like the smell of the manuka seeing the native birds or hearing something like even seeing the sign Um, the huts and the history like knowing that you know the deer colours back in the 60s and like just it's it's so cool that they did these trips back then and um, the views like if if you you're ever in need of like resetting, it's it's all there. It's like working hard, sweating, like hungry, earning your food, earning that cup of tea or the whiskey at the top. You know, just even reading the hut book is just an experience. Like <laughs> meeting the characters on the trails. There's a there's a lot to it.
0: Yeah, I think there's a <laughs> Dominic Bibby and over the weekend we read one. Oh, the yeah. Hutt, and the hut book was. <laughs> And it was, I read it and I just laughed because I knew you guys were taking the piss. They were <laughs> you see, I because the first thing when I want to open a hut book in any sort of hut is the hunting, I'm like,
1: fuck, what animal?' Yeah, basically. what have you the, seen? The,
0: the animals, this, who shot us, yeah, you know, you know. Um, and then I opened it up and I was sort of, you know, two, you know, yeah, I'll say two really good friends. Um, uh, the same, dress I read. but I read the the hut book was. The guy, his two places, he's written, I think it was scene 14 deer, <laughs> wounded four, <laughs> um, missed five, gut shot two,
1: oh, like, good
0: looking stags, and <laughs> it was an ultimate wind up, and I just lost it all, you guys, it was awesome, just to really, you know, stir up the, stir up the old, uh, the dock workers, I don't know, shooting stags, but, yeah, just to those blokes were, if you are listening, it was a solid effort. I don't know, if it was you, yeah. yeah awesome Thanks joke. Thanks for that. And I really pictures. hope that wasn't true. But, yeah, I think that definitely cracked me up. But, yeah, the I mean, because, well, you're, 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 you're essentially, you're an essential worker for the lockdown anyway. so you're. Yeah, yeah, we kept working. Work, so.
1: Yeah, we were lucky. We were very lucky.
0: A, a, well, that's good. How, how did you – It was train? quiet.
1: I mean, I don't know about – um, in some of the other stations, but for us, it's been quite. I mean, less people on the roads, people at home. Um, so, which is a good thing, right?
0: Yeah, that's. So one thing too that I know that firefighters get into, and it's, it's it's always a it's something that I because my dad spent thirty years in the police, and I always think about. Oh yeah. You know the the mental health sort of right I you know I'm massive on especially men's mental health. Yeah, right, sure. In terms of, it's just something that's become a real I don't know, it's I passion. It's, I don't how you word it between a passion. But um and, and it resonates a lot with them, you know, police, military and you know, fire. There's car yeah, yeah there's car car crashes, you know, there's
1: yeah, things. yeah. And
0: this is, the you know, one thing when I go back to talking about mental health, it's, ne- it's something I never try and push on anyone to talk about because yeah, yeah. it is something that...
1: It's an interesting stuff. Yeah, the it it's It can be kind of taboo. Yeah. It can be sensitive to some too.
0: Some people don't like talking about it. Yeah, yeah. And especially some of the things you've seen. I, I know some of the things my, my, my father's seen. Yeah. You know, as a policeman, and it has upset him and then and I think about the the stuff. Like, does that, How does that resonate?
1: Um, See, so I've only been in the job for three years, and, and not to say I haven't seen some interesting things. Uh, I think, lucky enough for me, when I joined, um, there's already a movement to prepare us as such um, for the things that we may come across. And there are systems put in place as a crew and as a service to kind of mitigate any um What's the word I would use long term effects, or if you needed to debrief in that. Like so everyone's very proactive at now, not to say that things won't get on top of you, and and, and it could be your personal life and everything else. There's definitely avenues to go down now, and it's it's very much like you guys are all pushing and promoting because it's um, something that definitely needs to be in the limelight. Um, I uh, the older generation were, were taught, you know, you, you just harden up and whatever, and suck it up and. Um, yeah, they didn't obviously expect to be going and seeing all these things, and then and then then they did. They didn't actually have avenues to talk about it, and so um, it's only now that we're kind of catching up with it all. And I've definitely been exposed to um, how everyone's uh, approaching it as such, and I think it's awesome. Um, I think you also have to be very careful. Like I'm, I've obviously not. Um, uh, I don't have a lot of knowledge on the subject, so I have to be careful about what I say. But um, I also think that you know you don't need to to feel like something's wrong after seeing something terrible. Like I think there's there's, there's good debriefs, but I th- I also think that we we tell each other now in these days that we should have something wrong with us if we're exposed to something bad but that's not necessarily the case if you can debrief it um I've got a friend that calls it um data data dumping or data dropping like you you, you're you're not it's not your fault this person is in the situation there and you're you've got a job to do and um and you're the best person for it so um I have a healthy respect for the whole situation at the moment. But in saying that again, I come back to well, I've only been exposed for three years. Like um, maybe over time it compacts and people that haven't um found ways to offset that, it's like a glass it keeps getting fuller and fuller. And if there's other things that add to it, maybe things in your personal life or, or whatever else, it stresses with money um, and all that sort of stuff. It you know, if you're not dealing with it as it fills up that cup, eventually it's going to spill over and it could be something small it does. And so, I definitely think, um, regardless of what you do, if you're in the emergency services or not, you should be um, dealing with dealing with things as they come along. Like, don't suppress them. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah it's, uh, oh,
1: Hence I, why running into the hills. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, everyone, everyone has their, their, you know, their tools as well. Yeah, I think, right. I think when blokes come and talk to be. Um, about my, you know, experience of you know, you know, depression and mental health sort yeah. of dramas. It's it's always, you know, I say the exact same thing. I always say, "Hey, man, like, well, I'm not a professional.
1: No, I'm right. not. Yeah.
0: This is just what I did. Yeah, this is what how yeah, I do so
1: carefully It days. is. I know. Like, and I, <laughs> I, think I, you know,
0: and I always refer back to you know, my good mate Ryan O'Connor and it was the first podcast that I ever did. When I, mm. You know, I was sort of sitting on the other end where you are, and I. We talked a big thing about mental health, and, um, awesome. and it's it's something you have to be really careful. You know, I think that there's a lot of people out there who you know say, I don't know, who try and understand it. I mental depression and mental health, regardless of it's PTSD or well, I'm not going to I'm, I'm, I'm going to rephrase it because I am just going to talk about me. Yeah, is that it's you know it's 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 something that. It's hard. It's you know, it's a lonely feeling. I always I bring a thing. It's called like the crevasse effect when you kind of if it's just you fall down. You think of a crevasse in a mountain. You know, you know, it's a dark, lonely, cold, one way up sort of place. It's a scary sort of. Right. You know, that's what I. You know, I the metaphor I use for what I. would, yeah. And then I think that when you. Um. You, yeah, the tool you know, you're going and saying to it, like, when you, the older ways where you harden up, and you know, yeah, like, right, yeah, that shit doesn't work anymore, like it just doesn't, and it never did, no. it never,
1: it just builds up, doesn't it? Yeah, it comes out in other ways,
0: yeah. But as, as I said, like the, the mental, yeah, the mental health game a tricky one, right? and like, oh, dude, like.
1: It's such a sensitive subject too. And if you're not educated on it, you, you've got to be really careful about it. I what think now I, I like but,
0: how it's yeah, and you did you damn yeah. that is something yeah. you know, I always say. And I but I say one thing I do notice is that the more I've talked about it and the more I'm open about i you know, I can talk I you'd never hear me three years ago talking like this right. about my mental health. I'll yeah. give me, oh, no way this isn't happening. Right. But you know, it, it's now it's because it's become so Easy to talk about
1: and accept it,
0: and he, uh, it's healed me a lot. Yeah. I think so. It is something too that you, the, it's you know the, the, you're going back to when the first time you jump on a podcast, you know now how nervous you about it. it's the same mm-hmm. thing that when you open up about something that's in your head, it's, yeah, it's, it's nervous. But when you take the first step and you build on it, and then you'll you know you walk away from something that's like it oh, that was really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. you just keep doing it and you build on it and, yeah. like, and you, all of a sudden you start a podcast you, you know so there's <laughs> so positive, positive things that yeah, yeah, come yeah, out yeah. yeah exactly so it's you know it's yeah I, I I like although I know suicide rates and things are very high at yeah. the moment but I think it's it's being noticed and then attitude is starting to change yeah because it's like... There's
1: a movement, and that's the yeah, best. Yeah. That's the best start.
0: Yeah. I, right. You know, there is, especially the Defence Force, I don't know the, I know you hear, I think there's Veterans Affairs, and I think there was no Duff, which I think lost funding. Did they? Um, don't, because I know a I, I, I good group of blokes who are heavily involved with that. Okay. Um, you know... But it is guys like that—guys on the ground, these these men, these these soldiers, these you know—and these firefighters and these cops who've been through stuff and they're the ones you know trying to make a difference because they notice that things are wrong. So it's 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 good. I think the generational thing with mental mental health is becoming
1: yeah
0: really awesome, yeah. really really good. I think it's, so we we always look back on the past as like oh, it was awesome too, but you know look at the future—it's there's yeah. it's, 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 it's some awesome stuff. And, and enjoy now. the now as well. That's it too. That's it too. So we're oh, going for a, more of a highlight of respect on the crevasse sort of story. So yeah. mountaineering is something too. I think, mean, you have a, a massive... Hunger for. Exactly. I I could sit and watch mountaineering documentaries yep. and read books about yep. K2 and Everest yep. and oh, I think NIMS and all this stuff on Instagram. I just see photos on just like the mountain. It's amazing, rescues. isn't it's, it? It's crazy. It's that, just... You know, and the
1: pioneers of it too like the history
0: awesome yeah it's I don't know I just couldn't think like it's, it's it's the fear I think it's the oh, I, I don't know because there was times you know I've been hunting and you walk down a razorback ridge line and yeah. blowing a go and you're yeah. like holy shit like, this could
1: turn and your hackles are
0: up yeah yeah. it's I don't know it's, really, it's still it's still like you know it's it's I think it's conquering because you're living you know? yeah exactly <laughs> But, yeah, so what's the mountaineering? What do you reckon? What's your plan? Would you Mount Cook?
1: Well, eventually it's definitely top of the list. Mm -hmm. It's actually one of the hardest mountains in the world. I didn't actually realise that. Um, But, no, I've signed up to, um, I think, it's a. am trying to keep um, all my travels domestic. Um, Obviously we can't go anywhere else. And so I've signed myself up to a mountaineering school um, as an adventure consultant for October. And it's like...
0: Adventure consultants are the same dudes in the movie, in the Everest movie. Are they? I'm sure that yeah, it's, it's oh. surprised that that um. Oh, Hall. Oh.
1: No, I haven't seen it.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, definitely. It is. It's it the, yeah. the same. Yeah, same people. Ah. Oh, oh yeah, he's yeah.
1: But, cool but like, like, I I want to go higher, and yeah. I want to start doing summits, and I wanna, I wanna be really like
0: on the tops. Yeah, It's Oh, no, Cause I, I, I think for me it started when you know, I was in high school, and I was like, um, they they were running these competitions, which I missed out on. But it was a, it was a sort of thing you, get, you you got to go to Everest Base Camp, and you just chill out and go to see Base Camp.
1: You've been to Base No, I haven't. Oh. No, that's
0: I say I missed out. But, you know that was even you know just my. It's uh, it's only really dawned on me recently. I think I watched NZ. Hunter and I watched old Dooley. Um just uh, he's his absolute weapon just scale Mount Cook like it was nothing. Well obviously it was on a video, but it looked like he had, you know, he's an absolute weapon. Yeah. But uh, it was um that, yeah, that pushed the passion. I was just like, hang on, I've always watched this and I was like, these guys are awesome. Like, can...
1: Watching other people scale yeah, one like, and like, Mount Iger Yeah, it's like oh. and they're doing it and you think, oh, that'd be really neat. But, like, there's nothing stopping you oh, from fuck, cracking oh, on with yeah, oh,
0: stuff oh, like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, I think, uh, so now you've attracted my attention with the mountaineering. So, how, it, how What's the go of that, is it?
1: Uh, I haven't done anything with crampons or been too high, I see. i just done um, the tops of the Rohinis, car workers, anything that um, I can sink my teeth into, the ta-da-do's. Um But, yeah, I mean, I guess – Unless you do like who area, you you really need to go down south, and that's probably what stopped me, and the passes that I haven't been able to get down there to do some of those tops. And you need to have skills; like you can't just wing it. Um, so yeah, I, I'm going to go get skilled up as best as I can, and then start cracking some summits, some peaks.
0: Yeah, I'll join you. It's um, I'm you know I think we we have a lot of mutual friends. Uh, well, mutual people that we know, they're mutual <laughs> friends, but uh, they
1: We're I'm all mates. Mate. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know, who do some pretty awesome things. Um, and I think that's, because for me, I think, because I, I bought crampons and an ice axe. And I've done things. I mean, I spent a night in a snow cave in Mount Royal when I was awesome. 16 in high school, I think. And that was the most awesome experience we've ever had. It was crazy. And it's I was even asked as I've got a hunting trip down to South Westland coming up in a couple of weeks' time. It's oh, gonna be so good. We yeah, we were I was asking, I was like, oh, digging like, a snow cave. But obviously the snow's a bit different back because you, you, you need a lot of snow to build a snow cave, <laughs> but um it's just definitely something that's always you know, I think I've read I've you know, this and you hear all the stories on the mountains of I don't know if he was now touching the void where yes. a dude, Yeah. dude yeah. break, like breaks his leg on an mountain and then
1: yeah.
0: his mate lowers yeah. him down. yeah not funny, yeah, right. lowers him down, cuts the rope. Yeah,
1: well.
0: falls down a crevasse. <laughs> yeah, and then and then crawls out on a on a on a um, glacier. A is crawls out. Just stories like that, which you know, is you never want to get out. I don't want to get dropped off into a bloody crevasse, but you hear stuff like that, it's just so Oh, the that mountaineering is just—it's—it's it's such. It, a ad, it definitely
1: adds another level. I mean, all these sorts of things can happen to you out on the tops of the hills here too. But I mean, that's that's um that's part of the excitement—is that you might may or may not have a near-death experience, but at least you'll be having a, a life experience. So
0: that's it too, because we were t- we we're talking about like our our backyard of the tararoas, um and how like how even treacherous they can be at times. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Kind of wet wild up there too, eh? Something yeah. that, you know. I've been
1: plucked off by a chopper.
0: Yeah? Yeah. What
1: happened? Yeah. I actually didn't know if I'd bring that up. Um, I'm, actually, I'm still a little bit embarrassed about it, um, but I also want to share share that experience a little bit. So um, I went for a trail run. It was April last year up in the Tararūs. It, it was before a night shift, and I thought I'd be back. And I knew there was bad weather due, and I – and I had also, and I've got plenty of experience in the hills, and I, I took all the right stuff with me at the time, um, but I broke all my own rules at the same time and had the old, oh, she'll be right sort of attitude. Anyway, long story short, I had told people where I was, and I wrote in the hut book at Field Hut and everything else, but I really was keen on getting to the tabletop and um, – the weather came in and my sweat had gone cold. I'd stopped, I'd talked to people. It was Easter Sunday. There's, and I think that builds confidence when you see other people on the track too. People would just come from Climb Heart and they were like, um, oh, it clouds in, it clouds out, but it's sweet. And you're like, yes, okay, I'll keep going. I'm doing really good time. I'll just, you know, once that cloud clears, that view is one of the best views in New Zealand. So I was like, I'll just chase that view. <laughs> um, there was – I got up to the tops and there were the snow stakes, you know, um, so that you can see the track if there's snow. And I was like, I'll just ditch my Katmandu jacket, um, hang it on the snow stake um, and catch it on my way back. I'll just do another K, five minutes, whatever. That was my first mistake. And I was probably tired after a night shift in between my nights. And it was actually – it was a time where I was running to – de-stress and stuff like that so you're probably not right in the right headspace either um long story short i got up to the tops i knew exactly where i was i had my gps i had cell phone service and all that good stuff and all it took was me to stop sweat gone cold and a (laughs) t-shirt and i had my camel pack on and everything else and i stopped i looked at my my watch and i was like yeah shit i better turn around i've done quite a bit further and i wasn't seeing any of you and just like that the weather changed it was coming in sideways, like hail, snow, ice—you name it. It was coming in, and I was like, actually, rang a friend, and he was like, "All right, mate." He was—he's he used to be search and rescue and everything else. He's a, a senior station officer at Johnsonville, and uh, a good friend of mine. And he's done all the, all the tracks and everything in New Zealand, and he—he he knew I was up there, and he was like, "All right, mate, I'm going to talk you down the mountain." I was like, ta, 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 ta. and was, I was—I was literally couldn't even run anymore, and you—you're kn- not scared, you're just cold. And so you like, yeah, I'll just walk back to Field Hut and I'll be sweet. And um, at that point, I actually slipped, lost my phone. And I was like, shit, okay. The guy that I'd called was like, I knew he was going to call for help. I was like, this is so bad. Um, but I was so cold, I just didn't even care. And I kept moving. I was literally crawling. And I was like, I just need to get out of this wind chill. And I knew that that's like number one rule, don't stop moving because your core temperature will actually drop. And I was like, I'll just keep, I'll just try and keep moving. But I had to get out of that windshield. It was just horrible. I actually hid on the track underneath the shrub and it was white out. And I, I remember thinking, no one's going to see me. Like I'll put my, um, I knew they must going a sit in or something. So I, put, I took my camel pack, which is bright purple and hung it on the rock above me. Um, it's got reflectors and things on it. And I just huddled onto this bush and I went to sleep. And that was probably about 12.30 in the day. And I I woke at five thirty in the in the night and um, there was a chopper ho- hovering over me, and shout out to JD from um, Amalgamated Helicopters and uh, yeah so the small guys doing all the business I know that I, I don't want to get it wrong here but I knew the Air Force and I think Westpac choppers couldn't get in and, and he's been plucking people off the hills for a long long time and dropping hunters in and I've been out to see him and his wife really fantastic nice people I've ever met and. Um, they actually need more recognition. Um, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here today. Um, he had said like, if I'd spent the night, I would have had less than 5% chance of living. And I'm humbled by it, you know, cause I, I've grown up in the back country and I know all the rules, I know all the signs, I broke them all. And I was like, I have to like, tell people this because it's going to like, even the most guru of gurus can run into this. And he's he's found people just outside the huts like he doesn't always have a success story but he's you know he's the guy that's doing it and he's we sat and had coffee and we talked about it and the tereruas can change just like that and um i learned a lot out of it that's for sure um uh, i had all the fire service behind me i think i got a plb straight after that and, um like it's at the tops actually but um yeah, long story short, I oh, yeah, shout out to Rob Bigwood from um, Search and Rescue. He also ran in on foot from, um, I don't want to get this wrong, but I think ahead of the Search and Rescue team because he was Oteki, so closer than Levin, and they were deploying from Levin, and he was like, look, guys, I've got new boots. I can do it now. He ran in on foot, and he came up to the ridge line just as JD was about to pull pin because he had hovered over me, had no skids on, and I didn't move, and he almost put in like a zero, like stat, she's out. Um, and he said he, he had hovered over me to get the downdraft of the blaze to wake me up, and nothing happened. So he called it in, and it wasn't good news, and he couldn't put the chopper down, and he had no crew because he can't fly at night. So it was literally like, I'll buzz the hill, see if I can find her. And then he found me just as he was leaving on dark. So, And he was the only chopper that could come in. And just as he was about to fly off, Rob broke the bush line. After running in, and so he went and picked Rob up, came back, and I just remembered, like semi half conscious, like this bearded, beard, big bearded angel, just his face. I'm sure he smelled like Lendlin. I can't actually remember, but being chucked into this chopper and taken to Marsden Hospital, and I knew at the time, like I wasn't in a normal chopper. I could like smell things, and but anyway, long story short, without those guys, we wouldn't be here today. Um, but yeah, going back to like having that near death or near life experience, like I definitely think. Like, I cracked into the Rohinis maybe, like, two weeks later and we straight back up. And I'm not going to tell my parents, but it was blowing a bloody gas up there too. And I was like, shit, here we go. But, um, no, so it's all good learning points. <laughs> Hell of a story.
0: I'm so fucking <laughs> glad you jumped on this podcast. fucking... <laughs> you know because you, I, JD, I, I was being told about him yesterday. Really? Through a massive for we we do He's he a, a local trip. hero. He is
1: where, Amalgamated
0: Helicopter is yeah. just a You are the second yeah, in two days, the second yeah. person who has said, talked about this bloke, but he is Yeah. Um,
1: and he makes nothing out of it for doing it and he's so skilled, he's he knows those tracks better than anybody.
0: Yeah. It's it's
1: You need him on this podcast. Oh
0: I will. I will go and shake yes. that man's hand. I will yes. be yeah, weapon. That is <laughs> that is awesome. That's just I think that goes to show First of all, how shit just changes. Yeah. Like, it's. I've been. I think I've been pretty lucky uh, with a lot of the stuff I've done. Um, there's a, Yeah, well, I mean, hunting's, hunting's different, I think. Well, it's not. Well, actually, no, it's not different because, you know, I am waiting for the time and you know, I've heard it from hunters that, you know, every, every hunter has one experience. One experience. Just like you, the experience you've just. And um,
1: it always catches you off guard.
0: It, it is. And it's always at something time. Actually, I'm not even saying it because I haven't. Had, hasn't had it hasn't happened to me yet, so I can't relate. I can't relate to it at all. But that was, yeah, I think that's I think it's cool to, to, to something like that to be shared because
1: it's it goes to show. But, you, you, but you're, you're gaining I, that experience and that knowledge as well.
0: I don't think it's embarrassing at all. I think it's first of all, it's not embarrassing because it's brave in the fact that you share it in the first place because it's something. Yeah, you I know. No one likes to. You know, no one likes to feel like fucking <laughs> some sort of. I don't know, a idiot. Well,
1: not, you
0: know, yeah. Well, because yeah. uh, well, how, how are you perceived? But how, the fact that you've explained it, you know, you shout these people out because that's what these guys do. Yeah. And no one knows about it. No, no one knows that these guys, you know, JD flies a helicopter in the turrets, um, and say, so, you know, no one knows about it. They never get recognised. No, just
1: the, been, just the big guys. Like Westpac Chopper and the Air Force and the,
0: it's, the it's, big works,
1: but the the local guys doing the hard yards. Who
0: know these things. mountains? Who know these? You know, I think I heard stories about him. About uh, he, you know, he was sort of he was doing runs over the Tararoos and there was a massive stag, you know, one of these big stags. He just and he was keeping his eye on it as, as he was flying it, as the story goes. And you know, he was and he set it down and he, he couldn't find it. But he's still working to tell you apparently. So. But it's the yeah, it's it's just the local not the tahrado is is yeah. You know, I mean, I'm one of guilty of it because I say like I'm going down for a hunt in South Westland and and I shoot down to the South Island do you know and obviously see the South Island and and a lot of hunters do see and then a lot of people around the world see the South Island as a hunting mecca. You know, the tahrados are right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a gnarly mountain range. Oh, yeah. It's a hard mountain range. It's, yeah. it's, it doesn't get a lot of recognition for what it is. It's a dangerous place. It's a...
1: I actually sat and read, um, what's the what's it called when you read the history of the Taddeus in a little book? There's a word for it, like all the deaths in the, in the history of it, like it's in a brief term, like the dates of when things happened, like a chopper went missing here, um, a group went missing here. Oh, there's a word for it, and I can't think of it. It's going to kill me. Um but the the history on the Totoroas in just like fifty years is insane. The amount of lives it's taken. I
0: I d don't quote me because I've never I have heard that there's been more deaths in Tauturos than any other range in New Zealand. But I think been, that's in, correct. In Fjordland, I think there's like split a lot of because Fiordland's gnarly. I don't even want right. Fjordland's gnarly place. Like, it's probably one of the you know it's yeah. gnarly of the gnarly. But I think that's because it's so gnarly mm people know that it's gnarly and then they, there's a lot more emphasis on yeah, rescue, and, rescue and stuff like that and people yeah. sort of take the time but as you were just saying, how you know you go for a run in yeah. shift work yeah. and then the weather changes. Yeah. All of a sudden you
1: yeah, in the shit. And out. I've been on the tops of the car workers in the Rohini's and and like, yeah, okay, that, that gets crazy out there as well but like, like coming down here and experiencing that, I was like, what is this?
0: <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, well, I suppose the only similar experience I've ever had too was, was actually in the car workers. Over, over New Year's, I oh think nice. it was two days after New Year's. It was Hawkes Bay. I was a drought. I think it was a fire actually at the time. Most likely. Yeah, and then it's I went another beer. Do you
1: yeah, should we sure, go? Yeah,
0: crack another beer. And then New Year's, New Year's, day, I was like right, jumping the top of Car J. All of a sudden, weather comes in. I'm in a bloody t-shirt and shorts <laughs> with no compass, GPS, or <laughs> anything. And first time I climb, it's pretty easy out there because there are you know you do hit the. um uh, the Waratahs and all that sort of shit. It's just like, well, okay, this this would probably if I didn't sort of it was in an area, you know, where it a complete whiteout, and this is January. It's <laughs> kind of like what the fuck, sort of. Um, yeah, I think I was a bit, it was stupid, but it wasn't. You it was look back a
1: on stupid. it and you've obviously, you're like there was like okay, it
0: well. might, it might have been a bit stupid. Yeah. Yeah, t-shirt, shorts, <laughs> when yeah. it comes in, rain, and I'm fucking running around the tops of the car because I'm fucking idiot. Different, yeah, it's.
1: Oh man, if you get JD on this podcast, it would be awesome.
0: I well, I think I'll probably, I, funnily enough, will probably be involved with JD a he bit. Did I think sure a, through did a, through another me, another mutual friend and, and his yeah. projects. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad. To, I, as soon as you said, it, I was like, <laughs> "This guy, I know that I've heard about <laughs> this guy." Um, and it's a it's a cool story. Yeah, it's a and I think yeah. with with a lot of my hunting now. Will be emphasised in that in that range because I do think it's underrated. Uh, you know, you do look at, um, you know, the
1: it's so much to explore too.
0: Yeah, and how it's sort of it's, you it's, it's which just, way you can yeah, go. It's, it's just left alone. Like it's a, a well, it's not it's not really like a big
1: it's untouched.
0: Yeah, it's not really looked at because in comparison to what's in, on the other island, yeah, which is. Um, yeah, so the you know, the, when I think you know, I always put it, everything in a hunting context when you, you know, you go from uh NZ Outdoors and the Hunters Club, and well, you know, a lot of that's based in, in I think the majority of the Stuff you see is, is down south, or it's and you know the cow, is obviously a yeah. secret country. Well, different yeah. different game down there
1: too. Right? Yeah,
0: different different. But yeah, yeah. It's not at all, yeah, I, I still look at it. Oh, I didn't realize, and this is probably something I've stumbled across recently because to be fair, like I think I've been I've done a lot of hunting up there, mm-hmm. and now I definitely will because oh, so it's. Nice um, time. You know, it's just, it's one thing, it's, yeah, yeah, I think it's a a little local loyalty because it's the range that's on one doorstep, it's right there. And then it's a gnarly range Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, never Plenty of sign. Plenty of sign, plenty of animals. Um, And then, yeah, and the local legends. The
1: history. The railway
0: helicopters, the Justin and uh, Moors, the the yeah, the, the weapons.
1: Oh, I'm excited area. to see we we end up going up there.
0: Oh, we, oh we'll be going up there. We've just got to get a rifle, I suppose, don't we? Oh, me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: but, yeah. No, okay, like a 243 or something, a suppressor, something yeah. small.
0: Because that's something too, so, you know, obviously really and, – and, and this experience has just amplified that, what you've just shared with is in your experience. You know, you, you, but I, I, did obviously reach out to you and said I, I really wanted you know someone genuine and um to be you know to really run the woman side of of the brand, the Vanator brand, um, and you you jumped at it, and and it's coming from someone who hasn't done a lot of hunting, but as every other in terms of the fitness and the um and the you know the love and passion for the outdoors. So uh, you know, there's I I'll, I'll put hunting in, in front of you, uh, sort of awful do <laughs> I'd be cool to, I think people would be cool to hear your response from it. Okay.
1: From public yeah. Um always good to fill the freezer. Um <laughs> 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 I love meat as well, so that's always a plus. Um always keen to learn. Like um it's always something I've wanted to do and never had an opportunity. I probably I would say. Like that's probably the best way of putting it. Um definitely keen man definitely keen to always pick up a new skill um you don't shut the door on an opportunity right so there's a reason why we meet there's a reason why we meet people um and everyone's on their own journey so i'm, I'm definitely keen you'll teach me and that'll be funny in itself you know like there's there's <laughs> there's a show <laughs> like you would have a yarn Jeez.
0: I think, well, uh, that's just, uh, hunting is just something that i'm always learning and i always you know it's one thing I always, I fucking never consider myself to be a good hunter or a fucking, or I just, just a real keen one. And, you know, I'm always learning. I have, I'm really lucky to have some of the mentors with hunting that I have now. Do
1: you get down yourself or you don't get something? I think.
0: No, 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 nah, no, nah, no. Nah. Now, I think, I think it's changed, actually. I think because you know, I have so many experiences with hunting. I think I've, some of the, the best moments I have is actually when I go with, take someone into an area. So, and, w-
1: and watch them experience yeah, it. Yeah. Like the yeah. guiding.
0: Um, mm-hmm. So I, I've, my thing is to be, you know, I guide, start guiding because mm. I enjoy like, you know, the feeling of
1: passing on the passion and, and, and yeah.
0: And, 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 you know, the, the mental, mental health side of the, the hunting. It's just that, you know, the, it's an awesome feeling when you take a bloke in somewhere, and i don't know, It's happened to me a couple the last couple of times, especially going to the Rohinis, was that being with two guys and you know two separate hunts, and you know they've both shot something because I've taken them into an area where I know yeah. the animals in there, and they've they've come away with it. I think the first time was a bit different because um, well he shot it and he had to go back to Linton Camp, so I took all the meat. But, you know, but, which, yeah, win win exactly. Well, I took it as a guide payment so. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but then the second time was the second time was probably special. It was you know, it was with a really good mate who was having a hard time. Um,
1: making somebody else feel awesome about something that you're passionate about, isn't that like the whole purpose?
0: Yeah, I yeah. Yeah. I think the second time was special because you know, he is a good bloke. Um and he'll be I know for a fact he'll be listening to this. <laughs> I might not say his name because I think it's a, you know, it was definitely something too. Like he got his animal, and I think the best thing, and it was along the lines of something that hit me real hard. It was like, you know, my my life might be falling around, falling, you know, sort of falling apart around me. But at least right now, I'm really happy. Yes, cool. and that was because of an animal and that was, it was just special to me because I, you know, it was you know, I'd, I'd heard about what was happening in his life and I messaged him and I said like, hey man, we'll, we'll go, we'll catch up, we'll He's go gonna hunting gonna and then, this, yeah. yeah, we'll go, we'll go hunting and catch up and there's an area I know, that I'd, I'd actually been in there with Fitzy um, the, the mighty Jordan, Jordy Fitzgill <laughs> um, the weekend before and then we had, we'd gone in there, um, and seen heaps of, so on, but seen a lot of hunters, and uh, we had gone up and then like you know, glass this, this, this river junction, it's dried up river, riverbed. Um, and I thought, fuck, you know, what's a good area to go for if, if I ever come back up here again? But then you know, I, I didn't. I mean, I didn't look at it at a map or a GPS or anything like that. I, didn't, I just thought, fuck, I want to look from like all I could see was just the river, right? The, and then this junction, this river, this creek bed going up the side, and then. I was like, "Fuck!" Well, yeah, surely there's something up there. Well, like, we'll see, see how it goes, and then, you know, told, you know, told, told my mate who went, went with the following weekend. We'll, we'll try this, and then I think we walked about because yeah, look, at, everything looks a bit different when you're looking at it from above. But then, yeah, you sort of walk up it after a couple of hundred meters, and we we got walking up there, and I thought, "Fuck!" Like this is just, you know, yeah, you see know, it's just. It's just up, you know, shits and clothes, and a me to try and get up, and I was like, oh shit, like a
1: bush waking on steroids.
0: And then going back to you know the weekend hunting, where you've only got a weekend to actually yeah. get out there and do It's just, um, I was like, shit, I've just brought this, my mate into a place where there's fucking no animals or something. And then, but then we we pushed on, we were like, okay, and then we actually got through a little, which was, fuck, it was just me overthinking. I think. We, for the
1: yeah, good,
0: we pushed eh? through, we pushed through, and then we had the oh, so it was probably for an overnight hunt it was probably one of the most epic experiences we embarked there was massive was, well not massive it was a stag up in the, in the bush and it was just he was hitting like bumping animals and then you know obviously he got his one and it was just everything was just so awesome like where he sh- you know just down to the point of where he shot it was like um we looked at the view we actually we, we, we were taking the meat off it um, then we turned around and we looked out and it was just this what massive Sunset just over the Hawks Bay, God. and we were just like where we were, it was crazy. It was, it was, that was, was probably, I have to say, you know, I that is probably one of the most awesome experiences I've ever had. And that was out of comp- nothing, it was just reaching yeah. out to a mate saying, All right, bro, let's go. I know the spot, and this is what it turned into.
1: So, you'll be holding on to that too, as yeah, a positive.
0: It was awesome, it was cool. It was, um, it's. Yeah, something I'll always hold on to. And I think that I think that feeling. You know, you, you talk about do so you walk away without an animal or something. I No, I I think, and that's where I want to take my brand. Is to take is to is the experience. The animal is not everything. The animal, you know, what you can take away it's from it's a bonus. It's just a, yeah, it's a bonus and it's a experience that you you know you don't always get. You know, you talk a lot of hunters who pass up on animals, and you know, New Zealand is very conservational. Hunting community, uh, which, is, which is very special. But um, yeah, no, I cannot say that or I don't. No, I never, I always leave the hills happy, I think.
1: Man, if you have that attitude, like go, going forward, you can't lose.
0: Because every
1: time you go out, you're going to be stoked.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's it. I think it's, it's more, you know, the, I don't know. I don't, know, I don't know. Sometimes it's a it's it's just a me thing or something. But yeah, yeah, you sort of yeah, you, you do see the look on other people's faces, and then you're like, even if he doesn't get it there, but he's still, yeah. You know, I can go back to even just. You know, yesterday, the, the day before we didn't. fuck, There's no way in the area we were out we It again. <laughs> fucking freezing.
1: I man. saw your um, stories. It was just yeah, like it was wide just out. gnarly. <laughs> wide, there was no
0: fucking way in See, that road, doesn't excite road. you, but that excites me. Yeah, it
1: was like that. It was like there's no
0: fucking <laughs> way animals it up here. Yeah. Epic trip. Awesome. Epic trip. Um, and that was made up of the two two mates that i went with. Yeah. Um, the conversation.
1: Hot conversations, the best conversations.
0: And yeah, and, and the wind fucking wet. That was probably the best part was the rain and yeah. the fucking shit weather and the blowing. It makes off you the appreciate
1: your warmth, your it, cup. You're like, it's so yeah, good.
0: But it was just, you know, it was one of those situations where you never felt cold, you never felt worried, you never felt. It was just awesome. Because like you're living. Yeah. <laughs> it was an epic, epic experience. But um, it's. Yeah, it'd be. It'll be cool, and I look forward to getting you on board. I suppose. And yeah, man. Out the Sign me out. And yeah, can, yeah, kick you out some fucking gear I suppose. So, first of all, I'd like to say your story in the towers is awesome. Okay. And I think it'll when people listen to it it'll be like, fuck, you know, she's, yeah, she's
1: like, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm I'm happy to share it. Like it's fine. It's and if it gets people like JD's name out there as well, and the people that help, like, for sure, 100%. Yeah, it's,
0: it's, it's quite crazy, too. You know, you know I know, a message about a hunting podcast, and you're like, oh. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm
1: I was like, oh, shit, what am I going to talk that. about?
0: But, but then again, you, meet, you, you know, like, yeah. these guys are pretty prominent hunters like JD. and So, it's uh, essentially, yeah. Uh, it I
1: think if you're in the hills, we all have a common, mm. you know, passion, if you like, whether we've got a gun or not. That's what yeah. I think.
0: So, Okay. So I always try to find at the end of each podcast. I, I try to look at, you know, bring up I don't know, what tips for young players, I suppose. To what, what's your? Uh, Shit, I don't know if you can relate spot. to if you. Okay, I'll put it, probably try and put it in context for you. If you put it into your the experience you had, what were your lessons learned, and what would you what would you recommend for other people?
1: But, Just on the sort of thing thing. Mm, um, it doesn't matter how much experience you have like things can turn and and not necessarily on the tops either um so just just go in as wise as you can and, and prepared as you can um and have avenues like backup. so write in the intentions book and tell somebody where you're going I know that's so cliche but do it and you never know when you'll need it um yeah get a PLB <laughs> yeah um yeah just get out there don't be scared you can go like solo go solo don't you don't have to go with people like i'm all about like if you want to go just go
0: yeah cool 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 It's um yeah awesome story Thanks. Awesome. Story. Oh, I can say to guys Once we turn this bloody thing off, we'll be like, oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. that's cool. I think it's yeah. awesome. We'll always walk away with the podcast on a big high and be like, oh, good. especially when you share
1: something
0: like that. So yeah. That's cool. So yeah, cheers team. Make sure you um I
1: Thanks for having me, Dave. No,
0: nah, no drama. Anytime. You uh, I suppose we have seen a lot more of you since you Yeah, for sure, 100
1: percent so, yeah,
0: yeah. Definitely an awesome role model for, well, for everyone the everyone <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. That's good. It's awesome. it's great so good. All right, all right, see, chin, chin.
1: See ya.